The Chaser Report is recorded on Gadigal land. Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report. Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report with Dom and Charles. Hello, Charles. Now, today you're in luck. Oh, yeah. Because today you can talk about your favourite subject, OpenAI and ChatGPT, Hmm. because it's actually in the news. Yes, and the thing is, I just want to warn listeners that this does not involve me replacing Dom with AI at all. We had a a huge number of complaints about that episode. That's Uh, so sweet. I'm actually genuinely surprised, (laughs) Uh, Even I'm honest. It even made me long for you, Dom. Oh, my God. I know. Wow. Uh, No, this is about the massive, massive news coming out of the US over last weekend, which was that Sam Altman, who's the CEO of... Of OpenAI, yep. was fired. Well, of course, he was fired, Charles. Well, because Americans don't like success. No, because they've got ChatGPT. Um, what can he do um, that he's, he's built his own destruction? Well, I think you'd find if you listened to the episode where I placed you. In <laughs> <AI>. <laughs> I will do that. I will do that. It sounds like the 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 most and possibly only affirming thing <laughs> ever to happen to me. So to I'm, you. Sa- I'm saving it up to a special occasion where I feel particularly miserable. <laughs> Hey, let's get into the world of AI and uh, the bizarre decision to fire the CEO of the world's most successful AI company after this. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Okay, now, Dom, you know how I often come on this podcast and update you with information yeah. that then a few weeks or even months later turns out to be absolutely true? That does happen. It's true. I, mm. Particularly the submarine, I, I was really worried about how mm. morbid and detailed you were, and I thought the chances of you being wrong were about as great as the designs of the submarine. <laughs> but in fact, you mm. were spot on. I was right. You were the oracle. Same with the Wagner thing, Evergrande. I mean, actually, I must, that's true, Evergrande. I must say, the, the Chinese property market, which, you know, like, if you're a devoted listener to this podcast, you'd be across. There have been a couple of. <laughs> the, the, I mean, to be honest, it was the yeah. best investment advice I've ever got, Charles, is don't go along on Chinese property <laughs> stocks. I've got to sink all my life savings in. But that's again in the headlines today because the rest of the market mm. is now collapsing. Well, so of course it is. It's, it's like a Chinese skyscraper. It's just. Sort of is imploding. Dear. Uh, Anyway, point is, uh, I'm going to give you a similar sort of analysis of the Sam Altman firing because I I have to acknowledge that this is a bit of a conspiracy theory. No one actually at this point knows why Sam Altman was exactly sacked from OpenAI. So let's just recap for those who, unlike you, uh, don't read every single article Mm. in the news about OpenAI. So this is the company that makes ChatGPT, the world's most prominent generative AI Hmm. Product, the thing that um, students have been using to write essays for about a year now. Yes. That's changing the world. It's changing the bullshit marketing emails that you get in your inbox that you don't read. The great is no one writes them now. No one used to read them, but now no one writes them either. And the whole thing is that OpenAI was originally a non-profit company. I mean, it still is a non-profit company, right? Mm. And part of the reason for that is that the actual principles behind 
LLM, which are large language models, which is what OpenIA is based on, is actually an academic theory that is was written about 10, 15 years ago and is extremely well understood. It's actually a very simple concept at heart, mm. which is simply like, it's almost like, imagine if you could make a massive spreadsheet about everything that's ever happened mm. and then run a pivot table about which ne- which word will next happen or which I'm thing will so next happen. I'm so impressed that you brought pivot tables in. It's a long time since I've heard about that. So basically, yeah, what just to try and explain, mm. um, they've indexed all the text ever, basically. Yes. Yeah. And, and all based, the art and, and based all on the music. That, they're completely stealing, yeah. essentially, works Everything. from every creator in history. Mm. And based on that, they can predict mm. what the next most likely word is in any sentence. For instance, you might write Ben Robert Smith and the next likely words are clearly war criminal, mm. right? And the thing is that this whole theory is not exclusive to OpenAI. This is just an academic theory which turns out to be really fucking amazing mm. and, and quite sort of groundbreaking. But any company, and almost every company is, can set up their own LLM, large language model, yeah. and do exactly the same thing that OpenAI are doing. So this company, OpenAI, decided to set up as a non-profit, I think partly because they acknowledged that it wasn't necessarily a very novel or commercial thing. They wanted to change the world with this amazing revolutionary technology for the better, and they acknowledged that actually commercialising it might sort of, you know, it could be used for lots of bad reasons and things like that, and and that's not the vibe of what, you know, this whole academic theory was about. I'm surprised to hear that, Charles, because when you say large tech company ingests all the data ever, mm. the next words in my brain that come out are ends in terrifying dystopia. Yes, exactly. Yes, I think that's, that's right, and that's been part of the reason why it was for the first four or five years before Sam Altman came along, because mm. OpenAI was actually formed in 2015, it actually was, was right. Wasn't Elon Musk the, well, one of the founders? He says he was. He put a bit of money in at the mm. beginning. But it, but that's because it was like a philanthropy thing. It was yeah, a right. non-profit. I, right? I did not know that. There you go. I've learned yeah. one thing yeah. already. So the thing is, then Sam Altman comes along and he goes, look, you guys just are not serious about AI, you guys at OpenAI, because the whole thing is what you've got to do is you've got to ingest the whole of all information ever created. Oh. You don't have nearly enough money or computing power to actually unleash the power of the Skynet that can lead to the dystopian future that this actually implies. So they were going for sort of most of the text or at least Mm. enough to give you a kind of indicative thing. He just went all. All there, yes. And and the thing is that that required unbelievable amounts of capital. Like we're talking, like I think they got $7 billion from Microsoft or something like that. Mm. I think over the course of the last few years, he's raised sort of 20 or $30 billion. There's certainly another $8 billion sort of that he was about to raise. Wow. The valuation of that money uh, and that thing, like, so they, what he did is he immediately, as soon as he got, you know, appointed CEO, he then set up a separate company called the, the for-profit arm <laughs> of OpenAI. Of course. And he said the, the reason why we need to do that is because we need to actually ingest all of the world's information. That's billions and billions of dollars worth of computing power. So he raised all this money. The latest valuation that he raised it at was $86 billion. Valuation, which is over $100 billion Australian, right? Mm. Very, very amazing sort of thing. And that's, and that's, to use our preferred metric, that's a quarter of a submarine, isn't it? And that is why OpenAI suddenly, as soon as he arrived, suddenly become, became incredibly exciting and interesting because suddenly they were, used, they were actually unleashing the power of this theory. The, it, like it's almost like, yeah, anyway. 
point, I think I've underscored that enough, right? It, it's a big, bold idea that turned mm. out to be true, which, yes. by the way, is why AI is not reliable because mm. even when you ingest all the text in human history, yes. all of that means is that the next sentence, like, um, it's like a shit comedian. <laughs> like, yes. like, I'm not even going to say the things, that, but if you think of the bad stereotypes about, for instance, who in society is bad at driving, yes. who in society is ugly or whatever. Yes. It imports all our prejudices, yes. all our deepest fears, all our most mediocre jokes. Yes, We're all, all of our in bad there. shorthand yeah. for everything is in is in open AI, and yeah. that's why you can't actually use it, particularly for assignments, because it's just wrong. I'm sure Rodney Rude could get a routine out of it. Oh shit, yeah. No, shit, I mean, yeah. isn't that what he trades on? Is fulfillment of expectations? Well, actually, <laughs> I wonder if it is the case that. Um, because it's happened so often, if you write Santa Claus you, it just goes, can't, where's my fucking mic? That's <laughs> <laughs> the sentence. That, but that's the yeah. most likely no. next text. Yes, that's right. I don't know. Yeah. Thank goodness. Anyway, at last, I'm be rude back some of the I do like. I do like the fact that somebody came up with the theory that, well, if you could know absolutely everything, then you'd probably be able to put together a fairly mediocre sentence. Right? Yeah. But that is literally, that's instead, what it of, is. instead of going, because for years AI was all like, okay, okay, we've got to understand the semiotics of what's going on. And the revolution was to go, oh, no, fucking shit. You don't that. need that. Let's just sort of, let's just add a few more GPUs to our calcs. Yeah, and, and just just, yeah. just basically guess. Do a statistical analysis. It'll be kind of right most of the time. That's what they've achieved. Mm, yeah. They've achieved kind of right most of the time. Yeah. Which is. Which is kind of like this podcast. Not unlike you, Charles. <laughs> yes, that's right. They made a digital first. But yes. it is interesting because that's why, I'm just, I don't want to bang on about this, but you can't use it for research because it doesn't know yes. what you asked. It. it doesn't understand the question. Mm. It just It's basically like a smarter version of Google that's, mm. that's ingested everything else on the web. Although it, it, Google references it, like by definition references its works because it's, li- it's linking you to well, that was, actual information. I mean, that's the other example that's so fascinating in this space is that the inventors of Google went, wh- whichever article has the most links to it is the most authoritative and so on and so forth. So yeah. these, these insights can make your company massively valuable. Mm. So I can, why haven't we had an insight like that, Charles? That, again, Google doesn't know that it's the what your query is. It doesn't know. It doesn't actually understand the semiotics, the meaning of what you've written in. It just goes, mm. okay, what is the best match with the most links to that yeah, chain of text? To that idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe. But none of these things are smart, but, is my point. But it's funny that, yeah, none of the, yeah, dumb Google, dumb open AI. But they found it, <laughs> but that's the whole genius of it, is they found a way to approximate mm. oh, that yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's, it's a very convincing white man, is what it sounds yes, like. With, it's with, somebody who doesn't know anything. Great confidence and no knowledge. Yes, exactly. It's just your uncle who goes, and, well, and I read it on the Facebook. Yeah, and is and stereotypes absolutely everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but it's funny we should mention Google because that's the next part of this yarn, which is, okay, so skip forward. Sam's been very good. He he released ChatGPT 3.5, and that sort of seemed to be working well. Yeah. So then he decides, okay, Chat GPT 4. This is where I've got to hit it out of the park, right? And what is that? We'll tell you after this. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. The Chaser Report. News you can't trust. Number four. Okay. 
So, bit panicking though. He's already ingested all the world's information. <laughs> what do you do? So then? What do you do? Because the only theory is, well, you just need more information. So, what you do, and this is the theory, and admittedly, this is not confirmed, but one theory is that Sam went along and he talked to the people at D2. Right. I have no idea what D2 is. So, D2 is the Dragon Army, which is uh, the. Chinese, it's a cyber army based in China that scrapes the web for all information across the web. It apparently has, and this is true, it apparently has 10 times more data and and better scraping than Google. Well, this is what I'm thinking, Charles, is is I'm thinking, well, hang on, if you want more than uh, the publicly available <laughs> yes. web. Because it's true that the, what's out there that's publicly indexable is a tiny fraction of what is available. Yes. And, for instance, all you need to prove that is a login to any library database with full text, for instance, mm. or email. If you imagine if it was able to get into everyone's mm. Gmail, yes. how much more accurate uh, mm. or, it, would, it would become. Or, say, pray tell their TikTok account. <laughs> yes, into all their social media. <laughs> yeah. Let's say it could access all of our text messages, yes. for instance. Using or, their Huawei phones. Yeah, all of the spam mm. uh, the people from this <laughs> podcast have, have texted Charles on his personal mobile phone number. Yeah. Um, all of that would be in the database. It would be that much more accurate. So th- there are there's certainly indications that it does seem like they've used the D2 data set for ChatGPT4. Like wow. pe- researchers have already sort of started going, hang on, this knows a lot about X subject, which is not actually formally part of the data sets that we thought was, you know, it was using and stuff like that. So you're saying that sacking the guy could have been because he basically committed a massive ethical breach, potentially. Well, yes, I think the thing is that the implication is that the board then went, hey, wait a minute, did you cut a deal with this Chinese cyber hacking firm that is basically the most powerful cyber hacking firm on earth. Hang on a sec, Charles. I'm going to index my um my long history of corporate behaviour. Yes, the answer is he probably <laughs> yeah. did because that's and, what people do. And he said to the board, nah, right. And then Microsoft found out, and Microsoft, of course, you know, in bed with open AI, but they are also massively in bed with the American military. Like they mm. are essentially part of the Amer- American military industrial complex. Um, And that's where it all unravelled because it was sort of like, okay, well, you know, he's lied to the board. I think the board, which is the board, the board is actually the non-profit side of the company, right. had to sack him because he'd lied to the board. The funny thing is that Microsoft has now turned around, having had OpenAI uh, sack Sam Altman, who's yeah. clearly the talented person in that sort of space, and offered him a job. Offered him a job? Well, because he knows the people at D2, <laughs> he knows presumably. Yeah. And imagine how much better Bing would be if they had a data set of information. Oh, how desperate they would have been to have any information in Bing. <laughs> that I mean, I've, I've just had, I've just made us a trillion dollars, Charles. Oh, yeah. What if we had a search engine mm. that, um, okay, this is yes. going to change the world. Yep. You put your search terms in, mm. the search engine goes and um, runs that same query on Bing. <laughs> and excludes every single thing that Bing, Bing does. You. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's an unBing. Yes. So everything. So th- and that would make it more accurate than any search engine that's ever existed. If you t- if you imagine that every Bing result is as wrong as is humanly possible, <laughs> it'd be brilliant. It'd be much better than ChatGPT. I love it. What would it be called? UnBing. UnBing. 
don't okay. know. Okay. Anyway, that's that's really interesting. So, we're watching see this space because I know that the vast majority of OpenAI employees mm. have written to the board saying they should all resign. There's no, they have no confidence in them, yes. and they want the guy back. Yes. So, what's mind going you, on? I think that they used the Chat GPT to write those emails. Write that email, right? And um, and it was sort of very much influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Yeah. Well, doesn't it just make things easier if the Chinese communists run everything instead like... of just part of the world? To be fair, Charles, it's not as though Western democracy is covering itself with glory at the moment. It's pretty much finished in America. Yes. Democracy is almost and done. I, I, for one, welcome our dictatorial overlords. Would you rather the world was run by Donald Trump's Magarite fascists mm. or the Chinese Communist Party? I think only one team has the runs on the board. <laughs> if they're both going to be oppressive, at least one lot is competent. Well... Uh, would have been well, grand. except yeah. for the property market, <laughs> but at least they make the trains run on time, Charles. Yes. Because at least they build trains, unlike and, a Republican. And, and I'll tell you what: last time I went to Beijing, I mean Tiananmen Square was very, very orderly. It's a very good bit of central planning, yes. Tiananmen Square. Yeah, absolutely. Our gear is from Mo. We are part of the Iconoclast Network. Catch you tomorrow. Coming soon to the People's Republic of China.